your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's going to play, according to Adam Schefter. A tweet. According to Twitter, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will play through the season. We'll see what happens after the season. They're working on a deal not close, apparently, according to Schefter. Packers are offering concessions and are close to an agreement that would bring Rodgers back to Green Bay for at least this season. Deal is not done, but is close. Okay, so at least this season. We'll see uh, what happens beyond the season. We're already looking beyond. Like, right? Well, this season, that's fine. What happens beyond that? Uh, Looks like the legislature and the governor are fighting in Madison. Talk about that a little bit. The legislature is, is convening in a... I think an extraordinary session. I don't know if that's technical terms for it. Extraordinary to end the $300 unemployment benefits for people unemployed, obviously uh, the, the extra benefit, right? The $300 benefit. And if you guys have an opinion on whether or not we should get rid of that, let me know. I'll try to decipher my opinions. I think it's complicated, um, but it's going to end in September. So, but the governor has called a special session on his own to increase uh, f- uh, education spending. That was a lot of that was taken out of the budget that Evers did sign. So he's just all right. Well, and I will say this: like we should do. I think we should do a lot of these things one by one. You want to un- end unemployment? Well, let's meet in session, debate it vote on it if you want to increase education spending spending well let's meet on it you'll need that brad did did you did it work did it end up working well you'll need to plug it in just bring it over here and plug it in brad's got a unless you don't have any it's not much okay all right, so I'll, before you start talking, Brad, let me set it up. There, uh, Obviously, there was a triple homicide. Not obviously, but uh, late last Friday, we got news of a triple homicide that happened north of West Salem at a quarry. Not a, We haven't been getting a ton of updates. Uh, we, know, we know that they were men in their 20s. We know actually how old they are, three men, and that they resided in La Crosse, didn't have... Um, didn't really have permanent addresses here, and we also know that they had some sort of relationship with the killer or killers, which means that we must know something about the killer or killers, right, Brad? It seems that we would, but there is no update as of this point. We uh, just talked with the dispatch, and they said it was a test. Oh, they okay. were testing something. It went out blank, and they got calls from accidentally went out so, blank. Okay. So there was we didn't miss any. Okay, thanks, Brad. All right, so yeah, an update. Uh, Sheriff Jeff Wolf has been sending media press releases, PDF files, around around mid to late afternoon every day since. Uh, the one that came through today was just blank. So it was like, oh, did they do that on purpose? Apparently they did. <laughs> and maybe I missed the part where they said, this is a test. I must look at it. Uh Nope, didn't say anything. It was just a blank PDF. 
It's just another one of the things that's going to sit in my download folder for the rest of eternity. But uh, yeah, so no update so far. I did ask Jeff Wolf to come on the show and just kind of talk to us about anything and everything that we can talk about, right? Because it's an investigation and there's probably some things that we can and can't talk about or he can and can't answer. It might not have been the most informative interview, but I, I thought there were a couple of angles that we could talk about just in terms of what's happening and, and how the the sheriff's department is handling that and some of the stuff that they've been saying that we could decipher. Um, but but he... I'll, I'll read his. I'll read his email here in a minute. He said he couldn't come on, obviously, or he would be here. I would say he's going to be here. But Joe's calling in. Joe, go ahead. You're on the air. You know, I just wonder. You look back after they released the names and uh, how many times these kids have run in, had run-ins with the law over not the kids. last three or four years. Joe, not kids, right? Yeah. They're in their twenties. They're not kids. Definitely not. <laughs> Compared to my age, they're kids. Right, I know, but, but uh, like they're men. They're men in their 20s. They're probably, you know, whatever. Go ahead. So I just wonder, how much responsibility do our courts, who seem to let these people out no matter what the run-in is, you know, what kind of responsibility do they bear for the deaths of these children? You know, when they just, the cops try to arrest them, set them straight, and they just put them right back out in the street. It just seems like they're setting them up to fail. All right. Um, thanks, Joe. I, I don't, again, he called them children now from kids to children, not children, mid twenties. I think, uh, all three of them were, and maybe they, maybe they got in trouble in the law when they were younger, but, um, they, they have had some run-ins with the law. I have to, I'll have to find, uh, the update that I had where, where that's in there. But, uh, so, so Joe's argument is when you, when people get in trouble with the law and the court system lets them out because they're innocent until proven guilty or they serve their time and get back out on the streets, um, then they, the court should be responsible somehow for their being murdered. Um, so the three people that were killed on Friday or Thursday night, we don't, we haven't been told yet exactly when that's happened. Um, I'm trying to find their names here. I have their last name. So Maloney, in the in the past, Maloney was arrested for a high-speed chase last year. Uh, he has several open cases in Monroe County. Yang was charged with stealing money from a home and bar, and Lore was scheduled to be tried this fall for meth possession. So scheduled to be tried, so meth possession. So when they get murdered, is it on the uh, on the the court system because they're not in jail. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. 608-785-7914. I will I want to bring this up coming up in 45 minutes on WKTY is a tribute to the late and legendary Mike Kearns. Anyone who's listened to WKTY in the past 40, 40 years uh, knows who Mike Kearns is. Uh, he's been on our radio station, part of Midwest family for that whole time, and and a, a local announcer, right, like a, a basketball and college games throughout the area. Him and his dad are in the Wisconsin Broadcasters Hall of Fame, the only father-son tandem to, to be in, to do that. 
Um, so just tune in to WKTY. It's 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Kearns passed away April 5th, just before his 69th birthday. I had a brief battle with leukemia. Um, so, yeah, you can listen to that after this show. Tune in. I think uh, anyone who's known Mike Kearns, I think the, 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 they're going to hear some great memories there. All right, so talking about uh, the the triple homicide that happened, not not a ton of new information here, so there's nothing really to, to dive down into that isn't just speculation, right? Like if the one thing I think we could we could speculate a little bit is if the sheriff's department says that the people that were murdered, these three twenty three guys in their twenties, uh, had some type of relationship. They knew they knew their killer or killers. Um, so we so we must have some kind of idea of who that is, right? Maybe I'm not not a big uh, I'm not big on the uh, the murder shows, the TV shows. So I'm uh, like I don't even have like a, a a baseline knowledge of even what goes on on TV in that regard. But that's my that's my understanding. If they knew who, if they knew their killers, then we must know a little bit more about them. We haven't found out how the three were killed either. Just that they were found at the quarry just north of West Salem. What I'm wondering too is. Is if they like when when Wolf Lacrosse County Sheriff Jeff Wolf first initially had his press conference, he said they were found at the entrance of the quarry. So I, I wonder if he said that or he misspoke. I I don't. It's one of those things. Like if you could ask questions, if we could get him on. Uh, were they found at the entrance or were they found in the quarry? So I, I imagine it would be hard to. There was no vehicle at the quarry. He did he did answer that question. So they were just there, just bodies. And if they were found at the entrance, that's one thing. That seems weird, though. But they were they were killed at the quarry. We do know that as well. But if they, why would they? Why would they do that at the entrance? It seems weird, as opposed to and just like the morbid thought here is you would go to the into the quarry, right, or drive down the driveway. You wouldn't do it right at the entrance. Um, there's that one little bit of information. So. Uh, and Joe called in and he, and he said that, you know, these were children or boys. They, they definitely weren't, uh, Nemo Yang was 24, Trevor Maloney was 23 and Peng Lore was 24. So, um, it's not kids at all. Uh, maybe not, you know, had a lot, had a lot of life to live, but, um, that was taken from them. So. 608-785-7914. All right, so I want to just move on because I don't have a ton of information. And, and anytime I'm trying to speculate on something like this, it makes me a little uncomfortable because it is a triple homicide. There are families out there that have lost, have lost three people, and then we're trying to figure out stuff that eventually it'll just come out. Uh, if you want to play the, the speculation game, go ahead. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. Um, what's going on in Madison right now is, is a bit interesting in that Republicans are meeting in an extraordinary session to end the $300 unemployment benefits for the unemployed. I keep doing that unemployment benefits for $300 benefits for unemployed. Uh, I think the benefits, the, the, the way the math works out, if you add, um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin people on unemployment can receive 
from three hundred seventy to six hundred and seventy dollars unemployment um, maximum. So you can add three hundred dollars to that, right? And I think the minimum there would be something about something there about sixteen seventy five an hour. And there's there's probably a good debate to to have here. I don't I don't know if they're just trying to end it or if we're debating it in session. I mean, we could gather all the people in session and debate why or why not. Uh, the 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 $300 unemployment benefits are going to end in September anyway, so it's a month away. So we really got to crack down on those unemployed people right now. Because if you strip their $300 unemployment, the idea here is, right, they're not making $300 more. Therefore, they're going to be better incentivized by being less incentivized to stay unemployed, they're going to be better incentivized by not having these incentives to go find a job. And there's there's an argument to that, right? Um, on the flip side, the whole reason for the unemployment benefits was because of a pandemic and a lot of people lost their jobs. And part of that is we shut down and a lot of things changed in terms of how we were running everything. But I, I want to say a lot of that has gone quote-unquote, back to normal, but um, with the pandemic, the the number of cases continues to rise now, not to the level where we're freaking out as much as we did before, but they are rising. And if you listen to Hayes this morning or if you download the Democratic Voice podcast, you could see that a lot of these cases, a lot of the deaths, especially with COVID, have become people who are unvaccinated. So um, do we need unemployment benefits anymore to keep people safe from COVID when there's a vaccine vaccine out there? I don't know. Do we, do we flip the unemployment benefits? Do you take the $300 that you're giving to people that are unemployed and maybe make the incentive anyone who gets a job starting now gets $300 added benefits if they get a job and, and not any job, right? Like you would have to put a stipulation, you, you, you know, if you're making under 15 an hour or under whatever, 10 an hour and you get a job, you get $300 unemployment benefits added to that. Do we, do we just do it like that? Do we, do we flip the script? Therefore you're incentivizing people to go get a job. And then is $300 enough or too much? Do we do it a week? Do we do it a month? Uh, Caller, who's this? Joe. Hey, Joe, go do ahead. Do you do any research at all? Like, when you do you just listen to CNN and just listen to what they tell you? Are you like a little zombie? Why? Well, because you, the way you tout your stuff, the way you talk, you should really do some research and start listening to. Okay, what did I say, Joe? Talk. What did I say? You said that the cases are going up and it's unvaccinated people. Um, I think your information is incorrect. The, the, the deaths, cases may be the, going up. The cases are and going it's up, and the vaccinated people. The deaths it's are vaccinated. The, the deaths are unvaccinated research. people. The deaths. How do you? Yeah, but who are who are you hearing that from? It's what I'm not hearing it from a person. I'm hearing cool. it from entities. <laughs> Just cool. go look at the numbers, Joe. There's the numbers are anywhere and everywhere. It's like it's it, it, in the upper nineties okay, of people who have idiot. died from COVID. You are such an idiot. Okay, so who's Seriously, dying you, from? You need to do your research. Who's you dying from COVID, up. Joe? Who's dying Stop from COVID? Back. Who's they dying from? In the election. All right, so if you want to tell me 
Who is dying from COVID right now? Tell me. Who? I don't know. I don't know anybody that's died from COVID. Who is dying from COVID in the, across the country? I have no idea. They're, the, the news people, the news. But the, I just told you. So you're telling me I'm wrong, but you're also telling me you don't know. So how are you telling me I'm wrong if you don't know? <laughs> like, what is that? We did a. We had all the numbers. Uh, I think some of that was was on Hayes' show this morning. We did a podcast on it. The 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 vast majority of people, and this is also a morbid conversation to be having. The vast majority of people dying from COVID right now are people that are unvaccinated. Also, cases are going up steadily each day. It's not as bad as it was before, but cases are going up. So there's two different thoughts there. Joe number two, go ahead. Other Joe, previous Joe. Hey, idiot. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering, why don't they take that money that they're giving out in unemployment, add a little bit to it, and then give it to the employers to incentivize people to come back to work, like sign-on bonuses or, I feel or, like you know. I feel like we kind of... And I don't sometimes I don't quite understand what we're doing because we're giving covid relief money to like businesses, right? Like the airports getting covid relief money. And I'm always like, where does that money go? Because shouldn't it just go right to the employees then that we're that that we're going to bring those back? A lot of that has a stipulation that they have to spend so much of it on salary or employee uh, payroll. And then they can get that forgiven if they do, if the. If they don't meet that percentage, then they got to pay so much of it back. Right, that but would be nice. I think nice. that was when, when they weren't working. But now to get people back to work, why don't we switch it over from paying unemployment, give this to the employers to incentivize people to come back to work. You know, pay them a little extra, give them a sign-on, do do something like that versus just hand it out in unemployment. Yeah, I think that's – I mean, that's – I think something that if they're going to go into session tomorrow – probably something they could debate instead of just like, Hey, we're going to end it. Well, what's the solution then you're, you're just ending the thing. Um, and maybe we do a test run. I mean, can they look at the other 25 States that have ended 20 unemployment benefits and go, Oh, here it, it, it actually has, or hasn't worked. I don't know if they can, I don't know if we have that data so far because it's, it hasn't been very long, but look at the other 25 States that have ended unemployment benefits and see if the, the workforce is returning in great numbers. And then we would know if it works or not. But yeah, your ideas, your ideas is right on. You know, a little a little bit different than mine. Mine is if we already have these people that we know are on unemployment benefits, right? There's a they're they're in the system, so we would know if they got a job because they would flip into employed, and therefore we, you know, like you're saying that it just seems like a little bit more uh, hoops to jump through. We're going to give it to a business, and then that business is going to use that to. You know, but that business could also advertise, hey, $400 sign-on bonus uh, for for new hires, you know, you know, for the next whatever, for however long they want to do that. You're right. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914. I'm going to get to a couple of these texts. Uh, but I, I mentioned before, if you listen to WKTY, if you're a fan of Mike Kearns, who passed away in in early April of, after battling leukemia, longtime host WKTY, the Lead Balloon Show 
went over 40 years there. If you're if you're a fan of his, we're gonna have a tribute to him on WKTY at 6 p.m. Also, if you're a fan of uh, free stuff, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on the WisdomNews.com homepage. If you just click Win Stuff, but uh, one of them is a twenty-five thousand dollar up to up to twenty-five thousand dollars for a new roof from Right Choice Construction. They're out of Westby, and we're going to announce that winner Saturday, August seventh. Uh, so click Win Stuff, sign up right there at, the, at WisdomNews.com or the Wisdom app. Twenty-five thousand. I don't think I'm eligible, but I'm pretty sure that I could use that. Getting there. It's getting my roof sometimes. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that they would come and give you, uh, <laughs> give me too. I could just call them and have them come give me an estimate, right? All right. So we were talking about a couple of things, uh, talk about the triple homicide a little bit. No new information as of yet. The Cross County Sheriff's Department just yesterday had a, a brief statement. I asked Jeff Wolf if he would want to come on today and, and just talk a little bit about what we know and what we don't know, but well, what we don't know would be in a press release. But he said, uh, due to the nature of the investigation, they're only going to be putting out information via media release and press conferences. So I haven't had a press conference since that first one Friday afternoon after we learned of those murders, which happened either early Friday or late Thursday. Did get a text from Mark where we we were kind of wondering, just kind of wondering a little bit, you know, if the bodies were left at the entrance of the quarry and the entrance is right next to the road, I'm assuming. Maybe it's just down there. If it's down the road, then all bets are off because then you're not. I just, I I feel like it's because we, we, we know after the sheriff's department said yesterday that the murders did happen at the quarry. So we know that much. Um, and if they did, and the entrance is right next to the road, that would be a weird place to do that, right? Like, it seems... We don't know how they were murdered either, so... Um, what other text? Uh, so Joe called in. Well, two Joes called in, but one Joe always, who's always calling in uh, mad that Trump didn't win the election and, and that Biden stole it, uh, which is always... An interesting call. No, it's not. Uh, he he called me an idiot a couple of times. Well, Mark texted in. I think this is Mark. No, it's not Mark. Sorry. Sorry, Mark. Another guy, an anonymous person texted in, said, idiot is kind of harsh, Joe. He said, moron is more accurate. I feel like moron is harsher than idiot. Anybody? Anybody? What's more harsh? What's harsher? You calling me a moron or calling me an idiot? I'd rather be called an idiot, honestly, so... A uh, libertarian guy was talking about uh, the Democratic Voice podcast with William Garcia. He's the chair of the party, the Democratic Party here in La Crosse County. Um, just saying that uh, he, he believes that William was saying that he's making a broad generalization that people who are getting vac- not getting vaccinated are Republicans. And uh, he says, the libertarian guy says, that's like saying all Republicans enjoy pickles. But I think what William is saying is the data shows that unvaccinated COVID deaths or COVID deaths are happening more so in red areas than blue. I think that's the general. I don't think he's saying it's 
Republicans, but if you just if you follow the data that in that way, you gotta you make them too distinguished. And of course, it could be it could be a coincidence, right? But if it's happening at all the places, all the counties, right? Then then I don't know. So, but you're right. Uh, we probably should. We didn't do. A, we don't do a great job of this, but I, I think with any amount of typing on the computer, you could figure out an easy way to contact William Garcia, the chair of the Lacrosse County Democratic Party. But I will. I'm going to try to get an email put into the podcast so people can can just uh, will just be able to see it. But like, really, just you can pretty much find any anybody <laughs> on the internet, right? Uh, you can find me if you want, or just email me at rick at wisdomnews.com. Number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Is this the dude from Valley High? This is the idiot, yeah. No, I didn't say <laughs> idiot. Somebody, I said this is the dude. Yeah, the dude, yeah. You live over there where all those high rollers live. You, yeah, you'd be surprised. It's really not that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I remember it 50 years ago. Yeah. All right. I tell you one thing about this: these three boys or these three gentlemen that got murdered. This is what this town and country's getting to be all over the country, my friend. It's just starting to hit home base a little bit. We hear about the shootings, and this just happens to be more than one. Mm-hmm. Happens all over the country: Montana, Georgia, wherever you go. Everyday occurrence. It just happens to end up in lacrosse for a while. Well, the scary thing too is because it's it's it is an everyday occurrence and it's happening all over the place. It's almost getting normalized, right? Like we're almost like we can. It's getting to be like we're used to hearing about it, but now it it touches home base. I mean, listening to your news, uh, ninety thousand people died of a drug overdose. Last year in the United States, that's damn near two cities of lacrosse. Yeah, and something right. we don't even think twice. I mean, six hundred over 600,000 people died of COVID, so we don't even think yeah. twice about this stuff. If it wasn't for Narcan, it would be twice that. Yeah, that that's true. Narcan, the uh, the overdose drug. Right, I should have bought some stock in that company. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff we should have did, right? Yeah, you carry on there, my friend. All right, thanks for the call, number three. Um, yeah, where he, he makes an interesting point, uh, maybe not just a, 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 a detail there, but the, the idea too, that these three people died. And, um, if you go to the, the social media realm and then it's people trying to figure out a lot of people just, uh, ring it up to drugs, right? Oh, it must've been a bad drug deal or something about drugs, uh, making these assumptions, but really also like just normalizing the fact that three people were murdered. Um, and then we don't even think twice about it or all these drug overdose deaths. We don't think twice about it. It's just, it's not happening to us, but does it hit home a little bit more when it's, <laughs> does it, does it hit home a little bit more when it hits home, when it's in your town, when it's in your area, in your County, do you start to think about uh, the, those problems a little bit more? Uh, because now it's here. So 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Uh, also, we're ta- aside from talking about whether I'm an idiot or a moron, um, let me find it. I got a lot of texts. Uh, another texter <laughs> who's labeled the dinosaur on the text line, Michael the Dinosaur. Uh, he said, thanks for letting Joe show his ignorance 
ignorance on air. He doesn't believe facts, but he has a strong opinion. This is what we're facing across the country. If it wasn't for the fact that endangered that endangers all of us, I wouldn't care what he says uh, or what he thinks. Thank you, uh, Michael the Dinosaur. He spells his name weird, though. M-I-C-A-L, Michael. So is it Michael, then? Or is it, like, Mikhail? Or, like, Kevin McHale? Um, I'm guessing it's Michael. So a couple other people are are, uh, are talking about the uh, Democratic Voice podcast, too. So I'm going to try to get William Garcia's, at least his email, so we can get that on there. Um, he did join me on Friday. We had a fun show on Friday. If you want to go back and listen, wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Uh, we're getting another call here, though. Caller, who's this? Hello? Yeah, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Okay, name is Ray. Um, in regards to the uh, quarry up here and a comment you made a little while ago? Sure. Uh, the quarry is completely locked up. Gates across the front and fences, so there was no way that they were going to take them inside the quarry. All right. Well, is the your radio's on, so it's hard to hear you in the background there. Oh, just let me move away. Okay. So, Ray, is the is the the quarry entrance near the road, or is it down the road a piece? Uh, quarry entrance is about thirty feet off County Trunk M. Okay, so thirty feet so, away from the 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 road is is where maybe the where these murders happen. Apparently, it happened right on the gravel entry, right at the gates. And that's what I'm saying is it seems a, a, a kind of a strange place to do something so sinister and illegal and, you know, the worst crime that you can have is murdering someone and you did it 30 feet from the road. Yeah, I, I look at it this way because I live up in this area and I look at it this way that uh, when they did it, they unloaded them and they did it. And I was very fortunate that. Nobody come driving through there at the time this was taking place, or I think we would have had a bigger, a bigger problem around here. Yeah, definitely. Because these people, these people just didn't wouldn't have wanted any witnesses. Yeah, definitely a good point, Ray. Any, any direction that you come up the hill or you come from the top down, your headlights are shining right into that entrance if you make that turn. Well, and that's and that's so anybody. And that's what, and that's what I question, Ray, is when you're going to do, when you decide, I don't know, maybe, maybe they were doing something and then it turned into a three murders as opposed to being predetermined that you were going to commit these murders. I guess I'm now, I'm now thinking about what possibly could have happened is maybe they were doing something near the entrance there and whatever they were doing went, went bad, right? Wow. And then the murders happened. Well, I think we'll find out more in the future. I do know one guy that ended up going through there with farm equipment and uh he saw a lot oh, yeah. so that and they said that they were right there on the gravel road uh he also this guy went by there eight o'clock at night and there was nothing there okay so it happened after dark after eight o'clock okay well thanks for the call ray yeah, I feel these guys are going to either be Chicago or Minneapolis, and they just drove. They were driving through the country looking for a place. Okay, all right, thanks. Um, yeah, so yeah, if, if thirty feet from the road is where it happened, so it must. It's I don't know. It's we're just speculating here, and it seems it's. I don't like speculating a ton. Sometimes I do, but not when it's something, and not when it involves people dying. So, all right, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be back. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. We ought to get in here. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Text coming in. Ask yourself the question very slowly. Is the entrance of the quarry by the road? Of course it is. It's the entrance. Okay, so yes, the entrance to the quarry is by the road, but I'm I'm thinking like the gated part of the entrance could be it could be a hundred yards down the road, right? It could be a gravel road, right? Like it could be a gravel road for a hundred yards and then the and then the gate is a hundred yards down. And that's where they're found at the entrance. So in my head, the entrance is where the gate is. But if the gate's 30 feet from the road, then a murder, a triple homicide happened 30 feet from the road. And as Ray called in and said, whatever way you're coming um, on County M there, your headlights are going to shine right on the entrance, but also where the, the gate is. So, like you're going to see that where it's it's fenced in. And and somebody else texted in that, you know, the, the, the fenced in portion kept those people from, from getting in and, and doing whatever they did there. Uh, which makes, you know, like makes you wonder if something, something went wrong or something happened. And, and then like the, 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 maybe the, maybe they didn't set out to kill three people. Right. I haven't thought a whole lot about the, like why they were murdered. So I just, I, it's just not something I want to think about a ton. So Anyway, that's where we're at with that, and I don't mean to laugh there. It's just like the idea that the speculation going on is a little troublesome to me. But um, we were talking, number three called in, and he said, you know, now that this has hit home a little bit, and, you know, like it's happening every day all over the country, but it's hit home a little bit now. And in my head, that's like, well, it, it's hit home. Has has that opened a lot of people's eyes to the problems that we're having in society? Or are we just becoming more numb to that because we we do see it every day, and and it just it's a thing that happens, but doesn't happen to me. But libertarian guy is on, and and libertarian guy, you want to talk about that a little bit? Go ahead. Yeah, I did. I just heard the comment that you had made about we kind of take it. These aren't your exact words, but that we just kind of get used to it and 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 don't even really talk about it a whole lot. I wanted to offer what I think is a little bit more of a unique perspective, and that is um, if you go back to the era of prohibition. Alcohol was something that people enjoyed, used, um, I don't know about always responsibly or whatever, but people decided they're going to make alcohol illegal. And when that happened, making it illegal caused the rise of people like Al Capone, you know, gangsters, so on and so forth, resulting in, in massacres and, and, you know, turf wars, drug wars, that sort of thing. Alcohol, alcohol. alcohol wars, right. And, and, yeah, yeah, alcohol wars. And I, I guess, you know, you don't hear this very much, but back in the 70s under the Dix administration, the war on drugs was started. And, you know, we're no closer to winning that war than we were back in the 70s. And so I just wanted to point out that these drug-related deaths, and I'm making an assumption here, yep. one of them was a meth addict, it sounded like. But my guess is this triple homicide was related to some kind of drug-related deal, some kind of drug issue, turf war, whatever, gone bad. And I think it's important for people to recognize the drug war is not being won, but there's certainly a lot of harmful consequences that are occurring as a result of it, ruining people's lives, incarcerating people, even when they're just harming themselves with their own drug use. And 
that money really could be diverted to to treatment to help people to get off of drugs and would eliminate all the gangland kinds of things that happen. Even like that Brianna Taylor incident, that happened as a result of no-knock warrants where they were trying to enforce drug laws and an innocent person was killed as a result of it. So I just wanted to point that out. Do you think that we should just end the illegalities <laughs> pertaining to drugs in some way or another? Um, boy, I figured you might ask me that question, and that's that's a hard one. Um, I, I don't know that we could just end it completely, although libertarians in general believe in that. But I, I think marijuana law reform is, is a good start to that, because that would take away the incentive to deal illegally with it. Out of all the drugs that are out there, that's probably the least harmful. It is harmful. But you can't stop people from using it um, and, you know, incarcerating people for, you know, so-called recreational use is not helpful. Um, giving people a record, that sort of thing, putting there them was, in jail at great expense. There was a story, and I only have a minute here, but there was a story over the weekend. It's on WizardNews.com. Yeah. A couple in Iowa had called police to come for one for one reason. When police got in there, they found that they had 16 potted uh, marijuana plants and, and some mushrooms growing so they arrested mm-hmm. the two people for, you know, they and they called police for something else, but then they get arrested yeah. for having marijuana and mushrooms, and they're both in jail on a $100,000 uh, cash-only bond now. It's just weird. Yeah, and, and I, would, I, would, I would call that crazy. I mean, if they were not harming anybody else, if they were using it for their own purposes, that's their business. I wouldn't condone it. I don't use it myself. Um, but you can't stop people from using it by making things illegal, just like you can't stop murders and gun deaths by making it illegal. So um, I, I think I think our um, legislatures, legislators really need to take a hard look at, you know, what they're being accomplished through the war on drugs and, and to start making some, if not all at once changes, at least some gradual changes and probably starting with uh, – with um, the, just the whole illegality of, of marijuana. So, again, that doesn't support drug use. That just means stopping doing what doesn't work and spending billions of dollars doing something that doesn't work. All right. Thanks for the call, Libertarian Guy. One minute left here. Uh, there is a he – would, he would love this story, and I think I will talk about this tomorrow a little bit. I'll just put it – I got it on the back burner in case I run out of stuff to talk about. There's a bill going through with the Wisconsin legislature right now um, trying to end the ban on pets in stores. So apparently, I, I don't know. The, the, I don't have like the the nitty gritty, but the the first sentence here: Wisconsin lawmakers are considering a bill that would allow more businesses to let customers bring their dogs along for shopping trips. Under a bill, the state wouldn't be allowed to bar specific businesses from allowing dogs on site, which means that there's a law in the books in Wisconsin that keeps businesses from allowing dogs. So. Maybe something we'll talk about tomorrow, and I think Libertarian Guy, I love that that one because a little less harmful than drugs, uh, dogs. I don't know if he loves dogs, but I know he does. He, he loves not having laws about uh, stuff like that. So, all right, thanks, everybody, listening.